BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Wow, you really... You really put your back into that one. It's been forever since we've been able to do it together. I have so much pent-up energy from not saying it for the last, I don't know, three months Mm -hmm. that it just came out of me. I I honestly, I'm not even sorry. No, it came out of you like... Should I do it again? It's just... No, no, it's good. Okay. I think leave it all on the pod. Always. I leave it all on the pod. Good morning, millennials. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a fabulous day. Um, I am. And that's it. That's it. That's the whole show. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's coming out of you. You're screaming. I know. You're I'm screaming. sitting far away from the microphone. I feel like people can't hear me. Should no, I move? No, no, They can hear you. Don't worry. I'm, I'm actually so worried that they can't. Don't worry. They can hear you. I think my biggest fear in life is not being heard. But I'm telling you, you're being heard. I think I'm just going to... I'm going to move it this way so that feels more even. Is that okay? Sure, sure. Okay. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a good day. We have a great show for you guys. We have... Uh, what do we have? We got some stories. We actually have some some great stories. And then we also just are together, so the energy is better. Always. Um, no TV recap, just going to go live our lives. But we have um, Kelly's Mindless News today, which I'm thrilled about. Yeah, we've got some big KMN news, and I think it's it's exciting. And there actually a lot happened in the last few days that I'm excited to talk about. Well, um, the last one day, really, because... No, but there was a story we forgot to do yesterday, that the Crystalia story. Which no, it, didn't, it hadn't come out yet. I had seen it. Oh, it, I like, hadn't seen tweets. it. the tweets. I hadn't seen it. So we're going to talk about that. Kim is becoming a podcaster. It's all very exciting here at the Chost News Network. Mm -hmm. And I don't have anything else to say. I'm kind of just like rambling on. I'm kind of ready to get right into it because we have some really great stories and um, nothing really to share. Like personal updates. Like we're the same bitches we were yesterday. Yeah. Um, Did anything? Hmm. Let me think. I didn't get my period, which was really upsetting because I'm expecting it. That's upsetting. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like the cramps are there, you know, like the pre-cramps. Oh, so then it's on its way. It's like, she's on her way for she's sure. She's just like a little late, but she always runs like 10, 15 M- minutes behind. Much like the woman she's inhabiting, she's very slow. Yeah, so she'll be here maybe by the end of this show. Oh, that would be crazy. But not if it's a my super short show. No, 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 but I don't think it will be. Okay, but let's do it. Well, there's only one way to find out. You, you tell them. By getting into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And yes, Jacqui, that is true. But I think, I don't know if you noticed, I'm wearing shorts today and I have a pretty close shave, pretty smooth. Some would say model-esque. I would say silky smooth. And I can't lie, it's not natural. It's all because of Billy. 
Self-care and routine are always important. Whatever you're using to get ready for your day should make you feel amazing. So meet Billy. They've recreated everyday essentials by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you with no pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, and no breaking the bank. If you go to mybilly.com, you can get their starter kit for just $9, which includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and the best part, the magnetic holder, which keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. You could mine them on my shower wall. You can put it anywhere in your bathroom, but it is just fabulous. Mm-hmm. And Ben has uh, recently um, learned the wizardry that is Billy, and he's using my razor, which is so egregious. But what's even more egregious is he's not putting it back on the magnetic holder. And it's just so simple. They make it so simple. They make it idiot-proof. No, it's literally easier to put it back on the man- magnetic holder than it is to find, like, shelf space for it. A hundred percent. It was... I literally... I got in the shower and saw that he did that, and I was so personally offended, and I literally, like... I gave him a talking to, a stern one. Good. Um, so if you want to get their starter kit, again, it's just $9. It comes with two refill blades, the magnetic holder, and the razor. Um, Billy is out to change more than the way you shave. They just released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine. Lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. I have stocked up on all three. The face wipes I actually used last night. They're fabulous for removing makeup. and just Ooh, they are. They're like a whole skincare routine with just a wipe. Also, I did something weird that this is definitely not what Billy products are for, but I have a pair of white sneakers, and sometimes they get a little scuffed up, and I use the Billy wipe to like you know buff out the scuffs and it worked really well that not that that's what they're advertised for but it's another an extra use (laughs) um go to mybilly.com to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors they're in allure best of beauty winner and nylon's beauty hit list for a reason and to express a little love for our show go to mybilly.com slash toast it's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you'll ever own it's just nine dollars so to get your starter kit plus free shipping you gotta go to mybilly.com slash toast that's my B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash toast. Sign on, get silky smooth legs. Okay, first story. Chris D'Elia is denying allegations of sexually harassing teenagers. Uh, comedian Chris D'Elia has denied claims of sexual misconduct. His name began trending on social media on Tuesday night after multiple women accused him of trying to engage with them sexually. Some were as young as 16 at the time of the alleged encounters. Many of the women accused him of sending inappropriate messages to them and attempting to solicit nude photos from them. The Twitter account at SheRatesDogs maintained a running thread of many allegations. Chris D'Elia responded in a statement on Wednesday to TMZ saying, I know I have said and done things that might have offended people during my career, but I have never knowingly pursued any underage woman at any point. All of my relationships have been both legal and consensual, and I have never met or exchanged any inappropriate photos with the people who have tweeted about me. That being said, I really am truly sorry. I was a dumb guy who absolutely let myself get caught up in my lifestyle. That's my fault. I own it. I've been reflecting on this for some time now, and I promise I will continue to do better. Um, Okay, so normally like a statement like that might satiate me, but... First of all, the girl who who wrote the Twitter thread, like, was just the catalyst. Like, I have seen so many now screenshots of conversations with Chris D'Elia. Like, he was always, like, uh, asking for nude photos, asking um, to meet up after his show. Because he would have, like, people he would talk to in, in different parts of the country because he was a touring, is a touring comedian. So, I'm, this is not enough for me, like, at all to just issue this, like, blanket statement when, but by the time he released a statement, like, things, people were still sharing their experiences with him. Yeah, and there's, like, straight screenshots and yeah. facts and ages, and it, and it all lines up. And he's not really addressing, like, how could those people, how could those things, like, not right. 
How did you not know? Yeah, and they say there's three sides to every story, but, like, what about the screenshots? Like, that, it's fact. Yeah. And, the, and you know what? The screenshots are just so bizarre um, in the way that he's not only speaking to underage girls, but, like, who speaks to women like that? Like, literally, like, hey, I'm in town. Send photos. Want to come to my show? Like, chill the fuck out. I think that part is what he's addressing in the statement. Like, he let His himself weirdness. get carried away with, like, the success. And, and so he just started, like, talking to women like that. And that's the part that he's apologizing for. But he's maintaining that he never knew that any of these girls were underage. But, like, I saw that um, someone shared an experience where her friend, like, weirdly was getting DMs from Chris D'Elia when she was 14. That's crazy. And, like, that's disgusting. So yeah. I'm just, I've never been, like, a big Chris D'Elia fan. This definitely doesn't make me one. And I will go on living my life without really consuming anything he does or says. But I was reading a lot of Toaster's uh, responses to this. He has a, po- a podcast that people seem to really like. So I don't think they're going to really like it anymore. Well, maybe he'll take to the podcast and, like, really explain hash out what some of these allegations yeah a podcast is actually a great format for him to try and do that but yeah I've never stand I don't intend on standing now yeah Um, and he's also like kind of weird how so like his comedy and like his whole vibe like it's just weird I just think we're like the last people who like would be his target audience you know it's just not our cup of tea yeah it's not our cup of tea but um people up until recently seem to really like it I just, um, I think he's weird, and now I know that I was right. Not to make it about me, but he's a freak. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a freak. And I wonder how this will um, just, like, affect his career moving forward. I'm curious. I'm curious, too. Like, if, um, like, venues don't want to book him anymore, like, things like that. Like, comedy is weird, you know? Sometimes people don't care. Like, certain venues still let Louis C.K. Right. perform. So sometimes they just, like, turn a blind eye and then sometimes they don't. So I'm just, he's not, he used to be on a TV show, but he's, he's really like his own boss now. Like he has a podcast and his own tour. So like he can't really get canceled per se, um, other than like by the fans. Yeah. Which this is, uh, this is grounds for cancellation. Yes, for sure. People have been like, um, because there's so much like canceling going on in this time. People have been like, I thought you and Jackie were anti-cancel culture. And it's like, we are, but like. There's there's a line. No, there's a line and also like every situation of someone being canceled is a different is a different situation. So like there's no blanket statement like they should be canceled or they shouldn't be canceled. But also like when you have done something, especially once you when you've done something once you've been in the public eye, mm-hmm. like and you know that your actions like have meaning and your like your words and you're held accountable, it's just a different standard. And like especially when you work for a big company, like that is how big companies work. Mm-hmm. So there's not much we can say that's going to yeah. change how a company is going to feel about their employee reflecting poorly. Yeah, I just, I saw a bunch of people, like, disappointed in our reporting of Stasi because, like, we're anti-cancel culture, but it's, like, we're anti-cancel culture, but I'm pro-accountability. Yeah. Even myself, like, I fuck up all the time, even now, and I'm not above apologizing, ever. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to put that out there because, I guess, there's been some confusion. I de- But I 100% am against cancel culture but it's like are, we, talk, are we talking about old tweets or are we talking about 30 year old men dming 14 year old girls right there's, I'm a, against, there's a difference i'm against this culture that is so excited to cancel people yeah but like there are certain situations where people have made mistakes and there is going to be punishment of for their actions i have made mistakes and i have been punished you have right. made mistakes you have been punished right and that's part of living this life and doing this job but there's such like a the amount of the people who are getting canceled range from people who have like really embarrassing old tweets to people who yesterday did something illegal. 
Yes. You know, like there's a difference. Yeah. And we're looping like these canceled people into like one group when it's like, there's actually many different subgroups. And it's, I would, it's quite nuanced. And I have said some really ignorant things in my life and I'm really not proud of it, but I do not want to be in the same subgroup as Chris D'Elia, please. Okay. Yeah. Because he's a predator. Yeah. I'm just dumb. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, okay. Are you ready for someone who's not dumb, who's just our queen and continues to be our queen as she, um, makes the jump into our space actually. Yes. And then we just want to welcome her with open arms. Open arms. Because Kim Kardashian West inks an exclusive Spotify deal for criminal justice reform podcast. Spotify continues to bulk up its podcast roster, signing a deal with Kim Kardashian West for an exclusive series looking at a case involving criminal justice reform. A Spotify spokesman confirmed the company's deal with Kardashian West and TV producer Lori Rothschild and Saldi for the podcast to be made available exclusively on the Spotify platform. Kardashian West and Rothschild and Saldi will co-host and co-produce the show with Spotify's ParCast Studio. I mean, this is fabulous because... True crime is, like, so popular, especially in the podcasting industry. Like, some of the biggest podcasts and most successful podcasts in the world do this. They study old crimes, and Kim is so involved in criminal justice reform that I think this will be, like, a great effective platform for, like, change in prison reform and entertaining because people love, like, unsolved crimes. Um, But when I did read this, of course, I was like, great, Kim's going to do a podcast, like, with her sisters, like, talking about nonsense. And we didn't get that, but I do think we might get closer to that. I don't know. When I first saw she got a podcast, yeah, I just saw the headline. I was like, oh, my God, Kim Kardashian's just going to, like, do a podcast talking about life. And then I was like, I wasn't so here for that because – we have the show, like, yeah. we're, we're with them all the time on social media, and, like, there's only so many different ways you can tell the same story. But I love this format for her. Like, I love, this is truly her passion project, and, like, uh, a podcast is the perfect, perfect, um, like, medium. Pl- medium for her to tell these stories. And I, she won't, like, get tired of doing it because she's so passionate about it. Yeah. And I think it, this is just, like, it in news that makes sense today. Yeah. It's fabulous. And, you know... Kim really has, like, passion for everything she does, and I think that this podcast will be absolutely no exception. And I don't really do, like, um, true crime. It's, like, I don't really – like, I love SVU, so you think that I actually would, but I don't do true crime podcasts, but I just know that the people who love true crime podcasts, like, are going to love this. Yeah, and also people who just love, like, informative podcasts, true stories. Also, the sound of her voice is quite soothing. I think she's going to hit this out of the park. I think Spotify is just, like – continuing to show that they know what's up yeah and big time big time I mean I would love to know how much she's getting paid but you know what I guess it wasn't being offered to me I apparently it's none of my business (laughs) (laughs) um but like maybe that news will come out just because I'm really curious what something like this is valued at like what Mm -hmm. is the value of this podcast with Kim Kardashian because it's just interesting podcast news yeah like how much does kim kardashian's voice cost the world may never know but i would say at least a million dollars per episode oh yeah maybe she's getting paid per episode yeah because it's like a limited series run i guess it's like a trial i'm just excited for her maybe she'll be like going on other podcasts to promote the launch of her podcast and of course it goes without saying but like kim we are here we are waiting we will fly to la i will literally um like lick your toes whatever you need just to come on i will make it happen for you queen but we're so happy for you we are so proud of you and welcome to the podcasting space you're gonna love it here welcome to podcasting it's it's really fun it really is a fabulous um 
Medium. Medium, yeah. But, like, for us, but I think also for celebrities. Like, um, I always get annoyed. It's funny how I react to different celebrities getting podcasts because, for the most part, I do find it annoying that, like, this is really a space for, like, creators who, like, made their own ways in life and, like, who couldn't get a radio show. So they just started their own, you know? It really has, like, that entrepreneur mentality in podcasting. Mm -hmm. And so when celebrities join, I do feel like, fuck off, like, we built this. But at the same time, it just depends on the celebrity because, like, I didn't know. No, we're clearly deeply biased because. (laughs) Deeply. and And any celebrity that's ever joined the podcasting world I think it's someone who we didn't like part- in. we didn't participate in their content at all ever yeah. um so now when like cool celebrities are coming I'm like hey come over what's good yeah that's come true hang. this is good for like the podcasting like the branding this is good for the industry you it's know? good for everyone like it's it's great so I'm here for it and now I'm realizing I have absolutely no problem with celebrities on podcasts just like the ones that were having podcasts yeah no like they were like Conan I never got over that whole Conan on the cover of Variety magazine saying that he was the uh pioneer of podcasting like that just it ran deep I'm not gonna lie I don't know that they use the word pioneer You're, you have to you have to fact check that will you okay. search it variety Conan it, was it not it was like audio boom the future of podcasting I don't think anyone is saying the that. future I don't know but it wasn't a pioneer that would be crazy okay I'm sorry I found the cover it says Conan is among a new wave of podcasters helping to transform the niche medium into a viable business all right I guess they didn't say future or anything he but did, so, they didn't say pioneer he's it among, was implied he's among a new wave it was implied I didn't get that implication. And also, apparently his show is good. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Know that I am. Okay. Next up, um, really crazy story. One of our favorite guys, um, Elon Musk, is denying threesome rumors with Amber Heard and Cara Delevingne. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, right? Elon Musk has denied allegations. Unfortunately, it's probably not true. Mm-hmm. That he was involved in an alleged three-way affair with his ex, Amber Heard, and Mar- model Cara Delevingne. The Tesla billionaire gave an exclusive statement to Page Six after astonishing new claims were made in depositions in the defamation case between oh. Heard and her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. It was claimed in legal depositions that Heard, Musk, and Delavine were allegedly involved in a secret three-way relationship in 2016. It also alleged that Heard's affair with um, Elon Musk started before she split with Johnny Depp. Mm. But the Tesla billionaire exclusively told Page Six that the threesome allegations, uh, he said, quote, Cara and I are friends. We've never been intimate. She would confirm this. Also, I wish to confirm again that Amber and I only started going out about a month after her divorce filing. I don't think I was ever even in the vicinity of Amber during their marriage. I mean, like, this is so messy. So messy. But you know what's so crazy about it? It's like the dichotomy between Elon Musk being literally like one of the world's leading brains. Like, he is a genius. The space, the Tesla, whatever it is that he does for a living. Like, he is, like, I would say, like, the, you know, 0.1% of the 1% in terms of, like, wealth. No, he's, like, the Albert Einstein yes. of our generation. But at the same time, he's literally, like, the Tower Have- Reed. Yes. He's so trashy. Like, it's the weirdest, like, parallel. Yeah. No, but, like, I think that's kind of cool because it's, like, imagine hearing, like, Albert Einstein had a three-way. With, with like, Marilyn with Monroe. Mar- right. And it's, like, go, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Go Albert, go Albert, go it's go your birthday, hey, go hey, Albert. Hey. Oh my, that's so funny. That's so true. Like, it's honestly, it's made Elon Musk into this, like, real... Playboy, international... Socialite. I don't even know what to call him. He's, like, an international man of mystery. Like, this bachelor. Yeah, this bachelor. And it's just so funny because he's also, like, one of the leading geniuses of our time. Yeah. Go, Albert. Get you a guy it's who your can birthday. do both. Get you a birthday. <laughs> Go, Albert. Hey, Albert. What's good? Yes, Albie. 
Go, Albie. So I actually really, um, I'm grateful that he is like, you know, steps out in celebrity, to the celebrity scene. Like, he's very tabloidy. Mm-hmm. He's um, still with Grimes. They just had a baby. They just had their baby. So, like, I'm, oh, I'm here then, for all of it. Wait, there's a third side of Elon Musk. The one that nobody really ever talks about, which was like the pre- fame but still genius Elon Musk who like had five kids with a woman and was like a dad in suburbia yeah there's three Elon Musks three Elon Musk that's yeah. the name of today's episode three Elon Musk yeah okay yeah because he had a threesome oh yeah it's double entendre yeah it's a double entendre three Elon Musk okay cool um well I'm sad that this is probably not true uh I mean it, it's possible that it's true and I just have to say like if it is, like, that's just fabulous. That's a beautiful couple. Yeah. A beautiful thruple. Thruple, excuse me. Oh, my God. I didn't mean to use the wrong uh, Quite beautiful. Word. Um, okay, ready for our next story? Major news is that Kristen Stewart is going to be playing Princess Diana in a new biopic called Spencer. Pablo Lorraine is set to direct, and Kristen Stewart is going to play Princess Diana in Spencer, a drama that shapes up to be a hot package for the virtual can market. The Stephen Knight-scripted film covers a critical weekend in the early 90s when Diana decided her marriage to Prince Charles wasn't working and that she needed to veer from a path that put her in line to one day be queen. The drama takes place over three days in one of her final Christmas holidays in the House of Windsor in their Sandringham estate in Norfolk, England. Production is expected to begin in early 2021. Okay, I want to talk about two things. The First, movie. the casting. Yeah. Second, I fucking hate when movies are about a three-day period of a person whose life is beyond interesting. That was like the movie Jackie. Yes, exactly. My husband. Yes, by the way, even though what you just described actually does sound fascinating, like I don't necessarily, I mean, we've gotten 1,700,000 biopics of Diana. Like we all know everything. If you love Diana, like there's no shortage of content no, honestly, for you to consume. I actually think that this is an interesting take. I disagree. I feel like as much as like people try and talk about the Diana years, there's still so much back and forth about what actually happened and, and who was at fault, mm-hmm. you know? Like, some people are really Team Crown and others are Team yeah. Diana. Um, and I feel like there's not one movie that's come out that it's like, oh, this is how it went down. Oh, I feel like there's literally so many. What movie? Diana. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I, by the way, I'm That's not why like I've a, been waiting for The Crown. I'm not a Princess Diana stan by any means. Like, I've never watched any of her biopics. Like, I'm much more of, like, a new generation Meghan Markle, Kate Middleton girly, but... Um, I don't need another Diana movie. It's like every couple of years there's a Diana movie and they just take like a different um, creative route. And so their creative route is like focusing on this weekend, which that's not necessarily what I'm mad about. I'm, I am mad about this casting. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And you know that I love Kristen Stewart. Like I am a Twilight number one girly for like my whole life. We both are. Um, and she's a chameleon. Like she will... She will look like Diana, and she will dive she will into transform. The but this is just not who I would have chose. I don't even know who I would have chose. Honestly, like it's so obvious. But like Margot Robbie. Yeah, some people are like upset with this casting. I wasn't upset with it. Like I wouldn't have necessarily chosen it. But to me, it like makes sense. Well, I don't because know. the picture you're looking at has her with a Diana esque haircut. That's yeah, why. I feel like she'll do a really good job. Honestly, I mean, she's a she's, lot of things, but she's not a bad actress by no, any means. She's not a bad actress, no. and if you think that, then like you just were close minded towards Twilight. Yeah, that's true, and you like will always have the Twilight stigma when you don't even realize that Twilight was so much more than like a teen franchise. It was literally the greatest love story of our time. Exactly. Um, so I'm I'm weirdly here for this, and I'm definitely going to see this movie. Um, the casting doesn't bother me. Sure, there were probably better choices, but I I like this, and this might be the thing that that takes Kristen Stewart 
to the next level of being like an Oscar contender. I feel like she's there. She's. I don't think she's been nominated for an Oscar. She she does serious movies, yeah. but like not the kind that are like. You know, the I feel like she's best picture. Always at Cannes Film Festival. Like, she, it's literally, when I think of Cannes Film Festival, I literally think of her. Oh, when I think of Cannes Film Festival, I think of the jewelry brand Bulgari. Yeah. And, like, Bella Hadid. Yeah, I think of, like, the, the models too, like Gigi Bella Kendall, like, on a yacht. But I, when I think of the movie part, like, Cannes Film Festival is like a social event, but there's also, like, movies happening and, like, lots of movie business. When I think of the movie part, I think of, like, Kate Blanchett, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Interesting. Well, she's she, yeah, she's like a film actress, and she goes to the film festivals, but she's not Academy Awards status yet. And That's this true. could be the thing. And I, I like that for her. I like I like I feel like that would be a logical next step for her. She's so serious about the craft. She's so serious. I'm actually shocked to think that she might not have ever been nominated for an Oscar. She's definitely never been nominated for an Oscar. No, you're right. That. She has been nominated for a BAFTA, a Cesar, and a SAG. Yeah, well, she was clearly snubbed because Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2 both deserve nods from her, but nope. No, you're right. She has never won an Oscar, and I find that just shocking because she's just like, she gives off that vibe, but she did win Best Kiss with Robert Pattinson um, at one of the VMAs, which is really a big deal. So it's pretty much the same thing. So pretty she's pretty much won an Oscar. No, but I do think this could be like the Oscar role for her, and I'm like, when you think about the actor's and actresses of our generation who are going to be like the Brad Pitts, um, yes, the Meryl Streep of like, tomorrow. Who are those serious people going to be? And she's throwing her hat in the ring. And I'm, I'm, I'm not obsessed with her or anything, but I this just makes sense. It, it's fine. I don't know who I would have thought like that would have been better. And I would have loved someone with a true British accent. Mm-hmm. And she's not British, is she? No, but like something about her is British. She gives off British vibes. Yeah, she does. But I don't think she actually is British. So I would have loved an authentic Brit. Um, but it's fine. They could have done worse with the cast. You know who would have been good? Who? Sophie Turner. <gasps> that is brilliant, my sis. Sis, that is just absolutely on point on the nose. Someone on also like Gwendolyn Christie, like anyone from Game of Thrones. Yeah. But no, Sophie Turner would have been great. Did you see that her and Joe just stepped out? Yes. And she's bumping? She's bumping. I love that she's, like, not formally announcing it. She's just like, yeah, bitch, this is my bump. I, I just can't believe that they're going to be parents. Like, part of me, you know, is is just heartbroken because, like, that should be me carrying his baby. But I, I've officially moved on. Do you know what I think about a lot? Like, probably, like, more than once, so it's too much. Um, in the song Long Live, like, when Taylor Swift is like, well, tell your kids, like, about me and about us, and it's like, this is the kid, it's coming, and, like, yeah. is Joe gonna, like, tell them But that Long the- Live is not about Joe. Yes, it is. I Last thought- Kiss is about Joe. Who is Long Live about? It's about the fans. That's why it's, like, such a big deal. Uh, I thought Long Live was about when we were the kings and the queens, like, when... I thought it was about a moment when she was performing with Joe, and, and she no, was like... No, 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 Long Live is just... It is for the fans, by the fans. I can't believe you don't know that. No, I thought it... I totally That's why I played it, it at the Joe. beginning. It's like for the toasters. It's like, it's like for the fandom. Interesting. I'll have to listen again with fresh eyes. Listen to it all through the lens of, like, her career. Okay. The cynics were outraged, screaming, this is absurd. Because for one minute, a band of thieves in ripped-up jeans got to rule the world. Okay. It's about, like, her and her band and the fans. Okay. I'm going to listen with fresh eyes. I always assumed it was about, like, her and Joe performing together. And, like, it was this fabulous moment where they were the kings and the queens. And, like, even though we're not going to end up together, like, tell your kids about it. I actually do like that hypothetical scenario better, but it's just not true. 
Okay, I don't, like, honestly, I've been programmed for so long to believe that. that. No, I know, it's hard to change your belief system. I don't know if I can deprogram. I understand. But I will, I will try. And you know what, I kind of like when a song is more about, like, a vague, as opposed to, like, this love story. Because a lot of times I listen to her music and I'm like, oh, this is her and Jake Gyllenhaal walking down the street drinking Starbucks. Yeah. And it makes it, like, harder to just place yourself. Like, every song on Red is about Ethel Kennedy. Yeah. And I just, like, can't stop thinking about, like, Connor Kennedy. Actually, only one of them is really about Ethel Kennedy. But, but they all... Starlight. But they all feel like they're about Ethel. And that's the power of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay, the, the final story is a little good news. Good news? It's good news that I absolutely love. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings is donating $120 million to HBCUs. Wow. Yes. He he says, we hope this will help more black students follow their dreams. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings. Good to know that that's the name of the Netflix CEO. Totally. Did you like just get a cold? It's like coming in waves. I like hear your sniffling. But I don't feel coldy. Okay. I just, it's like getting caught in my throat. Okay. Reed and his wife, Patty Quillen, on Wednesday committed $120 million to two historically black colleges and the United Negro College Fund, making it the biggest individual donation ever to support scholarships at HBCUs in a bid to reverse generations of inequity in the U.S. That is just absolutely fabulous. I love record-breaking donations. You know, this is a fabulous cause. The HBCUs are so important. And where did I learn that? Homecoming from Beyonce. Thank you, Beyonce. I just think this is wonderful. Is he black, the CEO? No. From this photo, it appears he's white. Wow. So, like, that's just so beautiful. Someone who's so inspired by what's going on in the world right now. And I just think that's... I I keep using this word, but it's just fabulous. It's fabulous. It's beautiful. And it's inspiring. It is inspiring. And you know what? Maybe this will um, inspire other, like, incredibly wealthy people to donate thoughtfully during this time period as well. Definitely. They added to their statement... um, Reed and his wife. HBCUs have a tremendous record, yet are disadvantaged when it comes to giving. Generally, white capital flows to predominantly white institutions, perpetuating capital isolations. Capital isolation. We hope this additional $120 million donation will help more black students follow their dreams and also encourage more people to support these institutions, helping to reverse generations of inequity in our country. Right. Like, if you don't understand why HBCUs are important, like, that's exactly why. And honestly, like, with the streaming wars, like, I just want, like, a donation war. Like, where's Hulu now? Like, and they say, oh, HBO Max, like, I got $151 million. Like, I think, like, they're so competitive all the time. Like, this should be no exception. Totally. I want to see Hulu, like, trying to beat him out. Here, yep. HBO Max pops up. Peacock rears its head. Quibi, yeah. Every, Crackle. Everyone's just trying to out donation each other. That would be like utopian. That would never happen. Yeah, the donation wars. The donation wars. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, okay, so it is officially time for a little Kelly's mindless news, like the Fourth of July. Now, this one really caught me off guard. And you know what's so funny is every day. We don't want to do Kelly's mindless news every day because then it becomes like not funny. Yeah. Um, but when I search, I go to just news on Google, Kelly Ripa, but I find myself literally just typing in Kelly's mindless news and they're like, what? There's no results on Google. But this one just really took you. Took me, took me by Storm. Storm E. Webster. Um, I couldn't believe it. Like, this is such shocking news. Kelly Ripa is now wearing swimsuit cover-ups on Live with Kelly and Ryan. No. Yes. According to Yahoo Entertainment, so it should be true, but, you know, there's so much misinformation being spread all the time. Not with Kelly, though. No. She Only mindlessness. It's mindless, but it's real. <laughs> Kelly Ripa just swapped out her caftan for another comfy choice. During Tuesday's episode of Live with Kelly and Ryan, the talk show host said her black and white striped top was actually a 
bitch cover up. After revealing last month that she has been living on flowy caftans while cooped up inside amid the no novel coronavirus pandemic. I'm wearing a literal beach cover-up as clothes now. I just slip it on over my nightgown. That's what I'm doing, Ripa49 confessed to co-host Ryan Seacrest. To use the word confess is such an abuse of language here. Like, <laughs> confess? No, you confess a crime. You confess your feelings. You don't confess that you're wearing a caftan. No, and like, by the way, a few weeks ago on the toast, like, I actually did wear a swim cover-up, like, as, I, I literally do that all the time and it was beautiful stunning and smart and like i didn't feel the need to confess to yeah. anyone but here's where the story gets kind of controversial she also shared that tuesday mark's da daughter lola consuelos's 19th birthday and told seacrest how her family plans to celebrate sushi to go of course and wait for it a homemade red velvet cake Mind. The story just blew wide open. She just cracked the case. She cracked the case. I mean, if this doesn't scream mindlessness, like, I literally don't know what does. Right. And I just want to reiterate. Like, it makes sense that she's sharing these little tidbits on her show. Of course. But the fact that, like, they're written up as news stories is why it's Ke Kelly's Mindless News. Yeah, and just the fact that, like, there's so much other worthy news, like, going on in the world right now. Like, the fact that this is taking up space is, like, it's honestly, it's a disgrace. It, yeah. It really is. It's a disgrace towards, like, journalism and um, the English language. Yeah. But you know what? Kelly's out here doing it. And we're just jealous. So that's Kelly's Mindless News. Now, a reminder that this is our last show of the week because tomorrow is Juneteenth. And along with many other companies around the country, Jackie and I are going to commemorate Juneteenth for the day that it is. And we're not going to do a show. A lot of businesses, Ben's office is actually closed, which I think is really great. So... Um, I encourage your companies or to encourage your bosses to do the same. And if you don't know what Juneteenth is, on June 19th, 1865, about two months after the Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered at Appomattox, Virginia, Union General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas to inform enslaved African Americans of their freedom and that the Civil War had ended. General Granger's announcement put into the effect the Emancipa Emancipation Proclamation, which had been issued more than two and a half years earlier on January 1st, 1863, of course, by President Abraham Lincoln. So the holiday received its name, which we love here at the Morning we Toast. We love a conjunction. We junction. love conjunctions. And Juneteenth is absolutely no exception. They received its name by combining June and 19. The day is also sometimes called Juneteenth Independence Day, Freedom Day, or Emancipation Day. But don't be fooled. It is still a conjunction. Juneteenth is tomorrow. So we will not be doing the show. And we just want to highlight the importance of Juneteenth, if you didn't know, which it's always been in my planner because I think it is technically a national holiday, but it's not one that people take work off for. Yeah. So I'm like Juneteenth and I just was like, oh, cool, a conjunction. But now knowing what it is, because everybody assumes that's what they teach you in middle school. Emancipation Proclamation equals slavery over. But it took two and a half years for like logistically the slaves to be freed. And that's fucked up. And so that's why we celebrate tomorrow. So that's what we'll be doing. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? And we will be recapping our Toast Movie of the Week, which was Just Mercy. We'll be doing that on Monday instead of when we'll usually do it on Fridays, but there's no show tomorrow, so it'll be on Monday. So they made it free to stream on a bunch of streaming platforms, so it should be really easy for you guys to find. I've heard it is, like, the most amazing movie. I have not watched it yet because you know my memory is so bad. I have to watch it literally, like, Sunday at midnight. Yeah, or, like, Monday morning. 9 a.m. because I just have such a bad memory, so I haven't watched it yet. But I've heard it's really good, and I'm really looking for. People are like, "You're gonna be destroyed. Like, you need tissues. Like, I oh, need wow. to be in a, a like a 
I need to be isolated. I don't want Ben to see me cry. He, like, always makes fun of me for crying at movies. You need Tia with you, like, yes. emotional support. Emotional support. So make sure to find some time this weekend to do that. And otherwise, just enjoy your weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about a beautiful, stunning, and smart we are we love you guys we hope you have a great weekend and stay safe stay safe bye